Hello, ladies and gents and genderless Pokemon. Welcome to Pikapi Podcast, the Pokemon anime podcast going through each episode of the Pokemon anime start to finish in order as best we can. And today we're still on the road to Mahogany Town. But calling back a very old reference, bringing back some memories with that, at least I hope it does because no one ever goes on to really further explain it, so better hope you have a good memory for all of Kanto season. Anyway, welcome, welcome. Peacappy Podcast is brought to you by PIRN and PokePress, your source for Pokemon music, news, and interviews, keeping you updated on the goings-on of the Pokemon world and the Pokemon fandom, while also rocking out to very, very peppy music. The music of the Pokemon franchise is awesome. Like, you've got, you've got your pop tunes and kind of your upbeat, triumphant, winning music and stuff from the show, and then you've also got, like, the soundtracks and the games and stuff, which can be really, like, beautiful and melodic and even creepy at times. Like, it's just a wide, wide variety, especially when you consider, you know, the different languages and adaptations. Like, you can get a real cross-section. If this interests you in any way, you should definitely go on over to pirnradio.blogspot.com or pokepress.blogspot.com. You can also find them on YouTube at Pokepress. Follow those links, or I'll also have them in my blog page. I'll give you that info at the end of the episode. And today's episode is number 233, A Tyrogue Full of Trouble. The kids are on their way to Mahogany Town, like I said, and they take a shortcut through some caves and tunnels, passing through Mount Mortar, and Ash sees daylight, which means surprisingly this little shortcut may not end in disaster. Um, but when they exit the cave, they are a bit waylaid by the sight of a sad little Tyrogue on the side of the road the pre-evolved form of Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan. Um, it's got a scarf tied around its neck and a sad little frown. The kids are good Poke Samaritans, so they stop to wonder what might be wrong. Brock thinks it's just hungry and offers up some Pokemon food. This doesn't really get a response from Tyrogue, until Brock tries to put the food away, and then it swipes three whole containers and runs off. You little scamp. It runs away, and when Ash tries to chase after, he's beset by a primate and a manky. They're Tyrogue's friends working in cahoots, and they evade the humans and run away together. But oh, Ash is not down without a fight. He has Bayleaf help out, using her vine whip, but the three Pokémon are strong, fast, and crafty. She can't grab them and accidentally hits a rock with her attack and brings it crashing down on her. It's some quick dodging to get out of that one, but Ash and the other kids aren't so lucky. If it weren't for a passing karate guy and his fighting Pokemon, they would never have survived. Thanks, randomly appearing karate stranger and his Pokemon who know Rock Smash. 
How lucky. Well, uh, Tyrogue and the pals get away, and we have to let them go. Meanwhile, this guy um, and the kids chat. They get to know each other. He's named Keo, and he's super impressed that Ash met Chuck and won a gym badge from him. Yes, Chuck, that fighting Pokemon gym leader. He's this guy's idol. More than that, in fact, Chuck was his mentor. He's the protege and training Pokemon for the P1 Grand Prix. Does that sound familiar? Good, because it is. Well, Keo's kind of training in the mountains, which is a good as place as any, I suppose, and he invites the kids to share lunch with him. While they eat, they talk a bit about the Tyrogue. It causes a lot of trouble for the people around here, and apparently, for no pressing reason, just messes with people for kicks. At that second, a dude runs up, like, Keo, the Tyrogue is at it again! It's vandalized a building, and now it and Mankey and Primeape, they're terrorizing some Tauros. <laughs> they're riding him around like a rodeo, um, and it causes them to stampede. <laughs> Uh-oh. Run, everybody. But oh no, Misty turns around to realize Togepi is right in the path of the stampeding Tauros. Tyrogue realizes this too, and leaps from the back of the bull to snatch up Togepi and bring it to safety. Well, the little scamp is not so bad after all. Just as the characters get over that surprise, here's another. Kyo decides to stop the stampede by running straight at the charging bull. Rawr! Grabs it by the horns, pushes it back, forces it to the ground. Truly, this is Chuck's protege. Tyrogue is riding this Tauros, though, and it wants to escape, um, and chooses to do so by throwing Togepi to, to Kyo, and, and of course Kyo lets go of the Tauros to catch the egg, and then Tyrogue rides off into the sunset. Misty returns with Togepi, um, but no chance to question Tyrogue or figure out its motivation. Team Rocket, though, they might have a chance. They're watching, and they want to recruit Tyrogue. While they scheme and draft up a recruitment plan, the villagers are getting antsy about Tyrogue. It's time to call Officer Jenny, they say. We've had enough. But Keo thinks he can change Tyrogue for the better. The villagers are pretty fed up, but they have enough respect for Keo to give him one more chance at reforming the Pokemon. But if it destroys any more property or hurts someone, that's it. Well, while walking with the kids, Keo explains that Tyrogue's not inherently bad. It saved Togepi, after all, gives food to weaker Pokemon. It's a little mischievous and has a real problem with Pokemon bigger than itself and, and you know, authority and challenges. It sort of has something to prove. Ash has known a few Pokemon like that. Also, Tyrogue is an abandoned Pokemon. Okay, Ash has known a lot of Pokemon like that. Charizard, we may have found someone to go to therapy sessions with you. Um, but yeah, Tyrogue and its trainer were in the middle of some very rigorous training when the trainer just left. Presumably because Tyrogue wasn't performing well enough, I guess, but we may never know. Keo found Tyrogue collapsed in the woods. Um, he kind of helped it recover a little or come to. It was pretty exhausted and run down, but it rejected Keo's help. Having been abandoned made it bitter, and it soon rejected just about everything. And I'm guessing that scarf it wears was given to it by the previous trainer, um, so maybe Tyrogue just can't let go. 
But Kyo thinks Tyrogue is amazing and deserves to be a champion, and he wants Tyrogue to fight alongside him and Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan at the P1 Grand Prix, the, a Pokemon fighting tournament. And so begins the mission to melt Tyrogue's heart. But Team Rocket gets to Tyrogue first. Um, they invite him to join Team Rocket. I don't know, does it have to pay that membership fee? <laughs> and deal with Wendy in HR? After that one episode with the Delibird, Team Rocket's not looking so glamorous. <laughs> um, I don't know if Tyrogue may have eventually considered the offer, but once Jesse swipes Tyrogue's apple, it's over. It headbutts all of them and they go blasting off. I can't trust humans. Bah. It wasn't a good fit for them anyway. Like, I can't imagine Tyrogue fitting in with that crowd. Um, Tyrogue goes around with Mankey and Primeape shares apples with the local Pokemon, and generally is an all-around good guy for people it's strong enough to protect. And then later in the day, comes across Kyo in one of its favorite spots, and accepts a battle. Huh. I didn't think it was going to be that easy. Um, but Tyrogue is so fast, it can dodge Hitmonchan's punches. Um, Hitmonchan does its best, but eventually has to be recalled. Time for Hitmonlee to give it a whirl, but it's much the same story. Tyrogue's just too good at dodging it's got a great double team and then it can come in for a killer knockout like this is just a really strong battle ready pokemon and as for pokemon Kyo's out of them so what now time for a distraction team rocket throws down a rope and lassoes tyrogue then lifts it up into the air with their balloon I gotta say, how do these guys get back so quickly from blasting off? Like, it's a couple miles of hiking. <laughs> I do love their boxing-themed motto, though. Well, Tyrogue is officially part of the team, whether he wants to be or not. Ash and Keo run after the balloon, Keo in his bare feet, trying to be extra hardcore. <laughs> in his bare feet, runs up a mountain, and jumps onto the Team Rocket balloon. Yes, truly, this man is the protege of Chuck. Also, maybe channeling some Ash Ketchum there, too. And Keo defeats the balloon by punching it. Yes. Yes, I kind of love it. it. He's like the rock. He gets to Tyrogue, and he's like, Don't worry, my friend. Nothing is going to harm you anymore. Except maybe the ground that is rushing up to meet you at alarming speed. Remember how you punched out the thing keeping you in the air? Well, they all crash land, but luckily Tyrogue and Kyo are all right, and Tyrogue is touched that someone cares about it, didn't abandon it, went to such lengths for it, and it doesn't stop there. Kyo protects it from a falling boulder, and then while holding this thing up like Atlas, gives the, you gotta learn to let the past go, open your heart, trust me, I believe in you, speech. And yes, it reaches into Tyrogue's heart. Even so, Team Rocket still tries to make a pitch. Like, come with us, Tyrogue. You know, the people who tried to kidnap you with a rope were way more fun. <laughs> this is a losing battle. Um, but they're going to battle anyway. Ash and company decide that they're going to get involved. Brock calls out Onyx um, to get the boulder out of there. And once Kyo is free, he and Tyrogue kind of make friends. Um, against Arbok and Weezing, Onyx and Pikachu fight and send Team Rocket blasting off. That's unusual. Usually the tormented Pokemon gets a good shot in to the blasting off process. Um, but with that taken care of, Kyo challenges Tyrogue to a battle with him. Didn't they do that already, you ask? Well, no. You see, Kyo's challenging Tyrogue to a battle with him. Yeah. 
Mono A Mon. Yep. This this man definitely was trained by Chuck. Down to the core. Well, it's a great battle, a true fighting match. Um, but eventually, despite all Tyrogue's special attacks, um, Tyrogue is defeated, tossed into the pond. And with that, the scarf, possibly from its former master, is washed away down the stream, never to be seen again. Symbolism! The two decide to work together um, to train and let Kyo prove he won't abandon Tyrogue. And maybe if Tyrogue learns to trust him that far, enter the P1 Grand Prix. Oh, and, and Primeape and Mankey, the whole gang. There's room for everyone in this party. They can all come along. Oh, that really is so sweet. So the kids part ways, um, wishing them all the best. Good luck in the mahogany gym. Tell Chuck hi, etc. I like to think that Ash dropped a line, like keep a lookout for a returning champion, Primeape, but... If it happened off camera, we'll never know. But Kyo goes on with his his new band of Pokemon to train for the P1 Grand Prix. Apparently not realizing he spent all day in the company of someone who won the P1 Grand Prix. A fighting Pokemon tournament. Ash never mentioned once throughout this whole episode that he competed in that. Though, to be fair, he also doesn't act ignorant and have to ask what it is, so. Which may be why we never really go into any details in the script of what the P1 Grand Prix is. Maybe maybe over the course of the conversations that happened off-camera, it was mentioned that Ash knows what this is, but. Still, you'd think we'd get a line out of him, seeing as the writers went that far to dredge up the reference. I mean, you could just say generic tournament taking on the Pokemon League. The fact that they referenced a specific tournament that we'd seen in a different adventure a long time ago. Like, you'd think they'd go the extra mile and Ash would be like, oh yeah, I fought in that once with a Primeape. Ah, well. But I have been thinking a bit about this lately. Like, Ash and his memory and how he sometimes doesn't remember... um, things he's done or places he's been and has to Pokedex um, Pokemon all the time. And I don't really remember everything I did um, 10, 20 years ago or five years ago even. And we're coming up on five years of this podcast, got about five years of series under our belts. So if I cast my mind back to all the stuff that happened to me about five years ago when I started this, like, yeah. I really don't remember everything. Some stuff sticks out. That that mouse roach and bedbug infested hole in the wall I used to live in. Those memories, unfortunately, aren't going anywhere. Um, I remember some people I used to associate with, a few neighbors, but I wouldn't recognize them if you showed me a picture without context. And just the other day, I was reminded of something. Like, I had totally forgotten that that was a thing that happened in my life however important it was at the moment. I remember some of the stuff I did and places I went, but not everything. And it's likely I'd call more to mind with some prompting, like, remember that time the police showed up looking for that previous tenant at two in the morning? And I'd be like, oh yeah, I was repressing that. Um, and, And there's probably other stuff that I just flat out do not remember. Like the Inside Out movie, it wasn't important, and the little worker people sucked up all the glowy spears into the vacuum. And this is me as an adult whose brain has finished developing and hasn't yet gone senile. 
Ash as a 10-year-old, even if you assume his brain matures in the same time hours would and time works like it does here, which it very clearly does not in the Pokemon world, like we really shouldn't be holding it to that standard, but pretending it did, giving him the benefit of the doubt, like the most he'd be is 15, though 13 is probably more accurate because he tells Claire soon that he left home three years ago. Um, but again, giving him the benefit of the doubt, the oldest he could possibly be is 15. And as a kid, thinking back to five years, to a time when he was physically on par with a 10-year-old, again, assuming he's not still there now. Uh, yeah, like, I bet there's a lot of Ash's memories that aren't in perfect instant photorealistic recall. Like, after years and years of reading and going through spelling tests and school and higher education for a major that requires you to read and write a lot, and I'm still, like, lost without my spell check, then yeah, Ash probably has to check back at the Pokédex from time to time. <laughs> so maybe Ash needs a little reminder sometimes of, like, oh yeah, the P1, I know what that is. That fighting tournament with Primate, the name of it was the P1 Grand Prix. I have been to that. Like, I think I can buy sometimes a little bit of ignorance and forgetfulness on Ash's part. So, yes, writers, I am suspending my disbelief. You get a pass today. Congratulations. Hopefully I will be just as forgiving the next episode, because we all know that this is not logical storytelling. It's really just people forgot stuff. And also, audience replaces itself every couple of years and does not remember the seasons that came before. Either way, it doesn't stop it from being fun, and thank you for joining us for all the fun we had today. This guy really does remind me of Chuck. It's awesome. Just punches out every problem. Part of me wants to believe he goes on to have a career as an action star in, like, awesome B-grade movie, apocalypse, aliens attacking the city sort of thing, explosions and that kind of thing, summer popcorn movies. If you want to share your thoughts on Keo and what you think he does besides training for the P1 Grand Prix, uh, you can visit us at pcappypodcast.blogspot.com or send an email to pcappypodcast at gmail.com. You can visit us on Facebook or Twitter at pcappypodcast. I'm still a little Star wars out and firmly believe that Ash Ketchum was a better chosen one than Anakin Skywalker. Also, Ash Ketchum is a Jedi. That crossover is still awesome in my mind and going strong. So if you want to add your two cents to that, you're definitely welcome to. Or you can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes or Zoom. But most of all, thank you for listening. Um, we'll see you next time. This has been Peek-a-Bee Podcast. Gotta catch them all. Peek-a-Bee.